All right. So thank you so much for those of you who did share um, an experience of feeling helpless or or out of control. The um, series that we've been in this summer, uh, lots of you know, we, we call it Lies We Have Loved, a somewhat provocative title, not meant to uh, make any of you feel bad if any of these lies we've looked at are, are ones that are meaningful to you. And, and uh, each of these statements we're looking at have been meaningful to me over the years. Um, the lie, the statement that we're going to be looking at for the next few weeks is God helps those who help themselves. Um, as I've said last week, these statements, these lies that we've been looking at have such appeal because they cater to our need for certainty and for control. They reinforce our tendency to individualize our faith. They um, also reinforce our tendency to have a narrow time perspective on life. And those of us who live privileged lives, myself, first of all, um, who can be insulated from many of life's hardships are often the ones who find it easiest to believe these lies that we've been talking about. So today, as we talk about God helps those who help themselves, um, unlike the other statements that we've looked at all summer, this particular one has no biblical basis at all. <laughs> so some of the other ones we've been looking at kind of represent a, bit, a misunderstanding or a misrepresentation of a biblical idea. This one uh, has no biblical basis at all. So there are various verses in the Bible about, about hard work, about not being lazy. Uh, think of a book like Proverbs in the Old Testament is full of, of, of those kinds of ideas. Uh, there are verses about taking personal responsibility, uh, verses about being active in our faith, especially in some of the New Testament epistles. Um, but there is no verse in the Bible that says that we are supposed to help ourselves in order to merit or experience. There is nothing in the Bible that talks about that. Now, hear me clearly, by saying this is a lie, I'm not saying it's bad to, to take action. I, I'm not saying it's bad to take initiative and, and to work hard and to put your faith into practice. All those things are good things. Uh, I'm not saying that we're supposed to be victims. I'm not saying that we're supposed to be passive uh, in the face of, of difficulty. But I, I think that you know already that our culture and even our Christian culture elevates this idea of, of being self-sufficient, um, of being a self-made person, um, or even self-help is, is something that is very much um, valued. And it's important that we understand here, so important, we remember that Christianity is not a self-help religion. In fact, this whole idea of self-help runs counter to the heart of the way of Christ, right? God helps those that help themselves is a lie because it denies the very human experience we've been talking about, those human experiences, everyday experiences of hardship, of, of frailty, 
of vulnerability uh, and of lack of control that we're supposed to help ourselves in order to merit God's help. It, it harms us in so many ways and actually um, prevents spiritual growth. God does not help those who help themselves, friends. God helps the helpless. There's your truth. God helps the helpless. Romans chapter 5 verse 6 says, while we were still powerless, <clears throat> God sent his son to die for us. But there is a subtle lie at work, even in me quoting Romans 5, 6, that talks about being powerless in our sin and having God come to our rescue. It's easy for us to think of helplessness in a spiritual context, like a helplessness that relates to our sin, helpless in the face of our sinful condition. Maybe helpless before we accepted Jesus, but since we gave our lives over to Christ, since we became Christians, we don't experience powerlessness to strength. That's not true either. We are powerless in our sinful ways, and Christ comes to our rescue in that. But even after we become Christians, even if we've been following Jesus for our whole lives, we still have those experiences of powerlessness and helplessness. And I want to suggest to you that's that's a part of, of um, it's just kind of built into what it is to be human. And, and our experiences of powerlessness and helplessness actually are maybe even something that God uses in order to help us to grow. Listen to what the Psalms talk about. I've just taken a bunch of Psalms that talk about experiencing God's help. Take a look at all the verses that we see in the Psalms about God's help. Uh, I'm trying to share this. Uh oh. Okay. Hear my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. You know what? I'm not even going to read them all. I'm just going to scroll through them slowly so that you can see. And I haven't even picked all of them. But look at the word help in all these prayers that come from the Psalms. Lots of cries for help in those, in those verses. We are given permission to ask God for help. And our need for help is a part of everyday life, whether we are Christians or not. And I don't want to 
sugarcoat our experiences of those things. I don't want to idealize them or, or overly glorify them. Um, we can experience helplessness in our everyday life and we can experience helplessness and powerlessness in, in our darkest, most tragic times. And, and I don't want to make light of those experiences. And I also don't want to say, as per the lie that we talked about last week, that everything happens for a reason. So every experience of powerlessness is God inviting you to trust him more. Like, I don't want to be so trite about that. But I do want for us to recognize that, that perhaps there is a, a terrible gift, if I can call it that way, in every experience of powers, powerlessness or helplessness that we have, that there's a, a seed of God waiting waiting for us there, uh, an opportunity to deepen in our experience of dependence on God. Jean Vanier says it this way, growth begins when we start to accept our own weakness. Growth begins when we start to accept our own weakness. So we'll talk more about this idea next week during our all church gathering. But I just wanted to start today by kind of planting that seed for you to, to hear me say, God does not help those who help themselves. God helps the helpless. When we cry out to God, and that's all of us, right? We're all helpless in various ways. And when we cry out to God, he, he is there listening and drawing near to us. The one that I'm going to talk a little bit more about next week, uh, God helps the helpless is, is one way of us, those who help one another. Maybe there's a communal aspect in our experience of these um, helpless times that, that God actually shows up when we care well for one another. So I'm going to end um, by just reading um, one of my favorite passages in the New Testament, the, the Beatitudes, which I know that you are all so familiar with. And I want you just to listen to the way that embedded in so many of these blessings that Jesus talks about is an experience of smallness or helplessness. Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So friends, God helps the helpless. God does not help those who help themselves until they come to a realization of their own helplessness. So 
May you embrace those experiences as painful as they might be. May you embrace those experiences of vulnerability and smallness and leave space for God to do something unexpected in you. So we are just about at the end of our time.